Emergency services. Please, you gotta help me. There's this weird guy. Ma'am. Please. Ma'am, call us when you're dead. What the fuck? Welcome back, callers, to another episode of Call Us When You're Dead. I'm Keith. And I'm Ryan. And on today's episode, we are covering the case of Darlie Routier. Okay, so we actually, I know a little bit about this case because it was sent to us as one of the suggestions for this season. Yes, it was. And I believe we have seen quite a few different documentaries on this case. Yeah, there are. We understand that typically here we cover cases that are not as well known, but this is one of those cases where we just felt we had to do it for the season. It just it fits yeah, very it, well with this it season. Fits, it fits very nicely. Uh, before we get into this case, though, Ryan, what is new with you? Well... You know how I say it. I know. You're going to tell me that you have nothing, but you do have something. Yes, I do. Uh Uh-huh. You want to tell everybody about what we did last night? We played a new game that we got. Yes. And what was it called? Uh, It is called Destinies. It is so much fun. We played for like four or five hours. Oh, goodness. But it it was... fun every second yeah i mean we it took us a minute to figure out what we were doing exactly because it was a little like complicated as trying to figure out the storyline of what we were doing because you need to know that as you're playing and we realized we almost have to take notes like we do with podcasts <laughs> right right so to put it in perspective the game is pretty much like D but you don't need a dungeon master because the game is, is played the dungeon master. Yeah, the game is played with your phone and you got to download the game app and essentially the app is the DM. Yeah, and they're not a sponsor. If you guys want to become a sponsor, please yeah. let us know. <laughs> your game was a lot of fun. It it was. It was. You know what else is a lot of fun? What's that? Us talking about our callers. Ooh, that is always fun. So it is time for those shout outs. Shout outs. We have Keller S. Jackie B. And Steve S. Thank you guys so much for being callers. We would not know how to do this each and every week without you. So, with that being said, let's jump into episode four. If you'll kindly take your seats. <laughs> so, again, a quick recap of how this these episodes are going to go this season on Guilty or Innocent. Keith and I are going to give you some background and the facts of the case like we usually do. Which is the exits located to the front and the back. <laughs> but the actual story of the case will be shorter than normal compared to our trial time portion. Which is the exit located to the left. During that trial time portion, I will take the role of the quote prosecution. And which is the exit to the right. And emphasize why Darley is guilty, even if I truly agree or not. And Keith is going to take the role of the quote defense, which is the exit again to the left, and shed some light on why Darlie's innocent again, even if I believe she is actually innocent or not. After all that, Ryan and myself will then play the role of the quote jury, and we'll give our thoughts and opinions on the case after hearing the details. Rather, we believe Darlie is innocent or guilty. Then Ryan will tell us what actually happened and the outcome of this trial. So, with all that being said, let's fire up that trusty time machine and head back to June 6th, 1996. Please keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the time machine at all times. Call us when your dad is not responsible for any lost limbs. Here, we are going to meet a family of five. There is 26-year-old Darlie Routier and her husband, Darren. 
seven-month-old Drake, five-year-old Damon, and six-year-old Devin. This episode will mainly be dealing with Darlie, Damon, and Devin, who are the two older kids. So that family has so much... There's so many Ds going on in this name. (laughs) There is. How many times do you think that the mom, like, called that... Like, the wrong kid by the wrong name. Oh, goodness, like, right. she went from Darren to Drake to Damon to Devin to Darley. <laughs> like, she just called everybody got the name. <laughs> right. And why, oh, why, as a family that has a Darley and a Darren, why would you then go, you know what we need to do? Keep on with the D names. <laughs> right, right. There are other letters in the alphabet, people. <laughs> that is true, but she's like, no, nope, nope. no, everybody's getting the D. Everybody. Oh, that sounds real bad. That sounded bad. <laughs> On that tragic day, Darley wakes up, according to her, to a brutal attack. She claimed an intruder came in and killed her two oldest children by stabbing them to death and nearly killing her by slitting her throat. Yikes. That is terrifying. I mean, honestly, next time I'd say just get an alarm clock. And not a serial killer? (laughs) Right. Uh, You know, this is one of my biggest fears, is that we'll be in bed and somebody will come in and attack us. That that is... That's fucked up and scary. Okay, but we run a podcast, and I always think in my mind, what if somebody finds out where we live and they get mad at us and they decide we're the next victim? I mean, yeah, I guess, but I'm sure people get over it. They know us by now. We just call it how it is. Please hold, I might have to yell at the neighbor. JK, no neighbor yelling needed to happen. It's just the tree people. <laughs> so, according to Darley, when she approached this intruder, he dropped the knife and he booked it. Then Darley picked up the knife and chased this man out of the house through the garage. Wait, with her throat slit? This is according, according to Darley. Okay. This is what she did. Okay. And then once her adrenaline rush calmed down, she realized she was injured and ran back inside to see that her oldest boys had multiple stab wounds. She immediately called the police. This is the record of the initial 911 call. Let's take a listen. Thank you. 
So there was the 911 call, and as you can tell, it sounds like she is very frantic. Yeah, I mean, it it definitely sounds like somebody that has been attacked and is scared for their life. Yeah. I'm trying to go back in my brain and remember that 911 call, because, you know, like, yes, we play it here, but from my recollection of it, she sounds as if somebody that is looking for help and not somebody that's trying to stage help. Right. Because we've heard, we've heard 911 calls where they're like, hello. Oh yeah. My wife's dead. Uh, Oh no. Oh no. My son was shot and killed. Oh shoot. Darn it. I need help. You know, come help me. There was an active shooter. Alec Murdo. We're looking at you. (laughs) That's kind of what we're talking about. She sounds truly panicked and freaked out and scared and worried. And we know that we should never judge anybody based on the way that they sound or act at a crime scene. That everybody acts and sounds differently due to shock and trauma. 
we get that. But this does truly sound like somebody that has just had something horrible happen to them. Right. When detectives looked into the case, there were many questionable details that told them that things didn't quite add up. A majority of those will be pointed out when Ryan covers points for the prosecution. Well, what? Yeah, I'm sure you did give yourself some. I thought we had a conversation about we were switching this this week. No, we are not switching ever. Oh, God. So that's why you got to think more if you're going to be backing up the freaking crazy. Oh, okay. Eight days after this tragic attack that took Damon and Devin's lives, the infamous video was taken of a celebrating Darley. We wanted to bring this up in the story portion to clear the air on where we stand on it. In this video, it shows Darley and other family members at Devin's grave, celebrating spring silly string and singing. This video also really focused on Darley, as she was smiling and laughing most of the time. You know this infamous video. Yes, I do. And I think this is the worst thing that the prosecution ever uses to try to convict her. Correct. And it was because it was mainly edited by the news outlets to make Darlie appear more heartless and and savage than she is. Right. And I really want to point out, she is trying her hardest to still have a normal life. Right, right. Who the hell is anybody to sit there and tell her she needs to... Because she's not grieving in the way you want her to grieve, she's automatically an evil person. And that is wrong. And I, we, we are just going to clear it now. We don't like that video. We will never be okay with that video. The people Shame on the people that made that video and thought that it was acceptable to use in court later on. Right. And so that's why we're covering the topic of this video. In the story portion, because neither one of us will be using it for our points. Defense or points, right. Because it's just, it's wrong. It it literally was the lowest thing that anybody could have done. And it brings up the whole, because she didn't act the way we wanted her to act, she's guilty, guilty, guilty. Right. And what the video didn't really show is that Darlie and her other family members were also there mourning the loss of Devin and Damon. The eight days after the attack was Devin's seventh birthday. The time leading up to Devin's death, that was all he could talk about. Darlie and her family opted to throw him a birthday party he deserved, which involved silly string, celebrating, and singing happy birthday. Right, and you know there's family members there that are just trying to make jokes about things that Devin would have done in his life right. to make Darlie feel better. I've been to wakes, I've been to a funeral, People make jokes at really awkward times. And they talk about the good times, though. And they do. And, and it's because you want to make that other person feel better and to help mourn that loss with them because you remember that those wonderful times that you had with somebody. And yes, he was only six at the time of his death and going to be seven, but there's still a lot that he could have done in that little bit of life that he had that he made an impression on people. You know, even as a baby, he may have done something silly. Absolutely. We all have. You're, you're going to bring it up. You're going to talk about it because you want to see, you don't want to see this mom be just so devastated the whole time. Right. Investigators still felt that there were too many things that didn't add up that made Darlie look suspicious. Then, four days after Devin's birthday, Darlie was arrested and charged with the murder of her two boys, Damon and Devin. So, we know the crime. We know that Darlie was supposedly attacked. 
According to Darley. Right. But then according to investigators, she was not. Right, right. I'm just covering the highlights really quick. We know that this has now left two children dead. Right, right. So now that we know that Darley is going to be tried for murder of her two children, Ryan, why don't you start us with the prosecution side to show Darley's guilt? Alrighty. All right, so let's take a look at the evidence supporting Darley's guilt. Because she's guilty. Kidding. Maybe. I don't know. So there was a window screen that had been cut, which was believed to be the entrance point for this intruder. Then, according to Darley, the intruder left running through the garage. However, the windowsill was still covered in an undisturbed layer of dust. Plus, the mulch and the flower bed outside that window had no footprints in them. Then the garage was spotless and had no blood droplets. I mean, those are good points. Tell me your next one. Okay, okay. According to Darley, she was napping on the couch while the kids were watching TV. How do you sleep through two of your kids being killed only feet away from you in the room? I mean, we have heard of that before. I just imagine a six and seven year old getting stabbed to death would cause them to scream a little. But if they're... Okay, you're a heavy sleeper. I am a heavy sleeper. She is a mom of four. Three. Four. She had that husband. He is another one. (laughs) I'm just going to lay it out there. He was the fourth child. She has probably not gotten a lot of time to actually just sleep. And so when she gets a chance to sleep, she's probably sleeping very hard. And if a grown man is covering those children's mouth, because all it would take is one person, like him covering the mouth, stabbing the first one. The other one may have still been asleep and not realizing what was going on, stabbing the other one. And now they're both dead. All right. All right. And then finally, we believe the motive was financial gain and greed. If it was an intruder looking to steal or bur- or burgle, right? why leave all sorts of valuables left in the house? Yet the kids had a $100,000 life insurance policy on them. I mean, but that's also very explainable. If Darley was attacked and she didn't, and she wakes up like she claims, he wouldn't have time to steal. Well, if you're just going in there to steal, why not just quick steal? Because you see people in the house, and maybe your motives... Well, they're heavy sleepers. But now your motive has gone from stealing to killing. (laughs) So, those are kind of the three main ones I wanted to point out. They, They are good ones, and I can see where each one of them does point to a significant amount of she had some sort of involvement in it. May not have been the one to actually do it, but may have been involved in the attack. Okay, okay. So what? How many points do I get? I got. I gave three points. I'm going to give you three points. Oh, I got a three out of three? You are going to get a three out of three for this. Slam because that dunk. is a lot of very solid evidence against her. Which, uh, which one is the most damning to you? The most damning is going to be the first one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's hard to explain away claiming that somebody came in through a window. Now, the only thing I can think of is did they maybe try the window, realize they couldn't get in. But then how did they get in? Maybe they unlocked the door. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe the door was unlocked, or they convinced one of the kids to let them in. They are little kids. Little kids will let anybody in. We have seen it happen. Yeah, I guess that's that's true. You know, we uh, watched the parenting test, and that guy, all he would have had to have said is, I'm so-and-so, I'm your mom's friend. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But that is very damning evidence. 
I do kind of want to bring up, just because there's no blood droplets in the garage and claiming that the garage was spotless, I I don't buy that. I, don't, I think maybe they missed blood or something of the sort, especially if the knife was dropped. But it is still very damning when you say it to a jury. Right, right. Okay, and so, and then I want to bring up your third point, because we did talk about that second point for a minute, but I want to bring up your third one. You said that they had a $1,000 life insurance policy on them. $100,000. Right. Was that per child, or was that together? That one I am not entirely sure. It just said 100000 Yeah, the different articles, some articles made it seem like it was per child, and, and some articles... made it sound like it was a together. Right. Okay. Still seems like a very low amount of money to kill your own children over. Yeah. A few other words that I've seen in some of the articles was like, she was a young mom yet, and she was losing that glamour. Oh, so they tried to pull the whole, she wanted to be young and pretty bullshit. The kids were blocking that. The kids were, okay, that's such a shitty argument. It's almost, that's going to be right up there with the fucking videotaping her. (laughs) Right, right. Okay, so now that we've looked at the evidence supporting her guilt, why don't you and I look at the evidence supporting her innocence? Just as a reminder, my job is to cast doubt in just one person's mind to get an acquittal. In the end, I don't really need solid proof of, no, she didn't do it. I just need to cast that doubt to somebody that she didn't do it. Yeah, that she may not have. Right. For my first point, if the motivation was truly financial... Why would she not just kill her husband, whose life insurance was almost a million dollars? Yeah, so I felt that was a darn good one. I think that's a real solid point. But then again, maybe she needed her husband to take care of the baby that's left. Yeah, but why would you... You could give that baby away. I know that's horrible, (laughs) but you could have just dropped that baby off. She could have done that with these other two as well. They're a little too old to drop off at the fire station. I know, but you could put them up for adoption rather than killing them. True. There was two identified bloody fingerprints, one in the garage and one on the coffee table. Who did those belong to? An intruder? Hmm. Also, counterpoint to what in your statements... I thought there was no blood found in the garage. There was no blood droplets. Okay, but there's blood prints. Just because you don't have droplets doesn't mean there can't be prints. Right, but... And they tried to claim that that garage was spotless. The sus thing about the fingerprint is that it was just one. Okay. Maybe they had gloves on and that glove ripped. Yeah, I mean, it's entirely possible. And it doesn't match Darley? It doesn't match Darley or anybody else in the family. See, that makes me think that maybe it is somebody then. But it is a little suspicious that it's just one fingerprint. Look at what happened the other day when I when I was doing my hair. My glove ripped, and I didn't realize that my glove had ripped, and I had blue dye all over my hand. But because there was already blue dye on my like glove, I didn't realize that it ripped. So if he's got blood all over his hands and doesn't realize that he's doing that... It's very possible. Okay. Even though the prosecution would say Darley's throat wound was superficial, it doesn't change the fact that it was less than two inches away from her carotid artery. How do you superficially slit your own throat that close to actually killing yourself? That is a valid point. Right. That's a very valid point because that's way too close and she's not a surgeon. No, she is not she's a surgeon. A, she's a mama four. She ain't a doctor. She got to play doctor half the time. 
<laughs> but she's not going to know the correct way of stabbing herself or where to stab herself that's not going to kill her and then get so dangerously close that she goes, oop, gotta stop here. I remember, <laughs> you know. I watched those episodes of ER and Grey's Anatomy. Right. And YouTube was not a thing back then. Right, right. Like, you gotta think, this is the days before the internet, so she's not getting many ideas from... The YouTubes. The YouTube, or getting it from TV shows, because even then, that was just not things shown on TV. Well, ER was on there. Well, ER was, but I'm talking about, like, how you would cut your own, you know... Right, right, right. Where it's more graphic, I guess. Right. All right, so breaking down... Yeah, break it down for me. What so, do I, where do I stand with you on that? So, since we just covered your third point of the slitting your throat, I I think that's a very good point. Why you think that's my most solid point out of the three of them? I think so. Especially from going from stabbing both the kids. Why not just stab yourself and... Call it a day. And your buttocks, you know, your... Or slice your arm. Right. Say I put my arm up trying to defend myself from the attacker because he was stabbing my children. Right, right. So saying that you did the throat and you're that close to the carotid, that makes it really seem like it was an intruder. Right. Then to the two unidentified bloody fingerprints, that one, I feel it makes it look more... It's a very, very good defensive stance, but at the same time, it almost makes it seem like the crime scene was staged. But by who, though? Like, if there's nobody in the family that those fingerprints belong to, who's putting those fingerprints there? Right. That's a very good point. I don't know. I just feel like it does look a little saucy, but it is a valid point. Where did those fingerprints come from? Right. I feel another very good one is the motivation for financial gain. Why not just kill her husband? Right. You're making way more money and you're now taking care way of Way more kids. money. Yeah. And I think she really loved her children. I think so, too. Especially, you know, I know we said we weren't going to bring the video up. But that video. Right. That video shows love. It doesn't show what the the prosecution wanted it to. Right. Had you not known the background of what this video pertained, and you just seen this video of a lady going to her son's gravesite and throwing a birthday party with him, yep. you would say that is the most wonderful mother ever that actually did that. Right, or she's still a grieving mom. She's going out, and she just wants this time to celebrate even though her child isn't there. Right. So, honestly, I feel like out of your three points, I'd give you a three. Okay. So, now that we have discussed, you know, our, our points for both sides, Ryan... Uh, where do you stand? You're now a jury member and you're voting. Are you voting for guilt? Are you voting for acquittal? Or are you voting as a hung jury member? For me personally, just after, I guess, everything, the prosecution, my team had three very good points. Yes, they did. On the same side, your defense, I felt had three, I mean, two slam dunk points, but three good points total right. as well. I could easily see voting uh, not guilty based on insufficient evidence. And it is not without a reasonable doubt. There right. is some doubt there. Oh, 100%. So if I had to vote, I would be voting for acquittal. And the reason why I would vote for acquittal is they may not have done a good job of examining the scene correctly. And just because there is a partial, like, two little fingerprints of blood 
doesn't mean that there wasn't more fingerprints there, just that weren't bloody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can I slip in on that real yeah, quick? Yeah. So you said something about the crime scene being... Botched. Yes. So during the investigation portion, mm-hmm. they also found a hair strand that was a blonde hair strand that was, I want to say, in the windowsill as well or somewhere, right? Okay. And they were like, oh, well, or Darley has some blonde hair. So nobody else can have blonde hair. It has to be just her. And once it was tested, it turned out to be one of the police officer's hairs. Oh, see, that just tells me that they weren't looking at this crime scene correctly. They went in thinking, oh, we already know who it is. Yeah, they they did have some tunnel vision blinders going. Can we talk about the dust really quick? Sure. Okay. What is their version of there was dust on the windowsill? Because I've seen some dusty windowsills that, like, they just haven't been cleaned in a long time. Yep. And I've seen some windowsills that they get cleaned, but they still have fragments of dust. So, was it fragments of dust? And they're like, oh, there's still dust all over because this is some asshole that believes his house, your house needs to be spotless. <laughs> or was this like a, oh, I could run my finger through like the whole windowsill? It was the finger through the windowsill Okay, thing. see, then that just is a little sus. Which makes me wonder, did this person try to break in that way and realize they couldn't get in because of a window? Yeah, Screens typically go to the outside yep. of a window, realizes they can't get in, they get one of the kids to open the door. Yeah, so, yeah, it's there's just so many points on showing her guilt, but also just as many showing her innocence. Right. This is why you should all have cameras in your house. <laughs> CCTV, I know that everything. so weird, but Nest Cams in your house are wonderful. That way, if somebody breaks in, you have it for insurance. If somebody attacks you, you have it for the cop. Record the shit out of your whole life. <laughs> Everybody, you know, then nothing ever happens to you that nobody doesn't know about. Right, right. And nobody can ever call you a liar. True story. Okay, Ryan. So, now that we have talked about where we stand on the case and what we would have done as jury members... What was the... Well, I, I need to ask first before I ask this. In your opinion, is she guilty or innocent? Don't do not do it as a jury member at this time. I just want to know, like... Oh, in my think, own personal in opinion? In your own personal opinion, is she guilty or innocent? In my own personal opinion, and I have to choose one? Yeah. I would say she's guilty. You think she's guilty? I think she's 100% innocent. Yeah. I think that something did happen that day, and she is 100% innocent of it. Just for me, the intruder thing, and I feel like kids would be screaming, Darren and the seven-month-old were upstairs sleeping while all this was going on. How did nobody hear anything? It's kind of like the DeFeo house. Well, is everything silent in the walls? Hey, you never know. Crazy shit does happen. I mean, and I don't really buy that stuff, so I think more than likely not, in my opinion, guilty, but if I was on that jury presented with that evidence, I would have to vote not guilty. Okay. So, if that makes sense. So, let me know what the outcome of this case was. So, I'm sure you know. I do. (laughs) But as you could tell, this case had valid points on each side. Ultimately, the jury believed that Darley killed her own sons. She was sentenced to death on February 4th, 1997. So, she... Oh, okay, she was sentenced to death. I don't know why I thought they killed her on February 4th, 1997. I was like, damn, (laughs) they wasted no no time on that one either, did they? She is still alive. Okay. Do we have any updates on this case? Because we we have had updates on a few of the other ones. We do have some updates. 
Actually, there has been several updates to this case, mainly with the retesting of the DNA evidence, as the advancement of DNA testing has come a long, long way since 1996. First, it was in June of 2008, and again in 2014, and even most recently in 2018. Okay, and do you know what it said for any of the DNA testing, or did it just say that they were retesting the DNA? They were just retesting, and both sides were voting for this retesting. Okay. Meaning maybe the prosecution believes that she is innocent. Oh, like maybe new evidence has come to light to prove her innocence? Right, but also it could be the prosecution wants their DNA testing done to prove her that she was actually guilty. Okay. But both sides have uh, cordially agreed that DNA retesting gets to be done, and they submit it to the judge, and the judge is like, yep, go ahead. See, I always like when that happens, because that that does mean that like both sides of the court system are actually working together, and you should always have that. You need to have people working together to make sure that you really have the right person in prison. Right. Or if they are not the right person, that you are catching the right person and releasing an innocent person. Right, and especially when it involves a death sentence. Right. So, however, though... oh I feel like you're going to tell me something bad. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you bad. Darlie has maintained her innocence the entire time. And her story has been the same. Well, that's where it's a little dicey, because her story actually changed... Oh, it did like change. Like, eight times when oh. talking to different people, and that does not help. No, that doesn't help. But she may be... Rem- okay, but we do need to also talk about she may be remembering... More details as time has gone on. Right. You got to keep that in mind, callers, as uh, a horrific incident in your life happens, and you tell what happened, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I just remember this little detail or change. It doesn't mean that person is lying. It means that they're just remembering more detail. Right. But Especially when the broad scope of it can be remembered. But in the police's eyes, you're changing your story. Right. You know, can, can we talk about your story for a second? Sure. Okay, when you had your slip and fall, you knew a very broad story, a broad detailing of what was happening. Yep. After you and I got to talk more about, like, what I remembered and then, like, you remembered, we then were able to fine-tune it more. And then when you saw the video of your fall, you were like, you're right, that did happen this way. I thought it was after this or before this. But it was because it is a traumatic event that happened to you. Yep. That your mind kind of starts to break it down in weird ways. So you don't remember certain things unless it jogs your memory and then you remember it. Yeah, yeah. And that's just how it all works. Right. And so I know that there are people that 100% believe that Darlie is innocent and I am in that camp. There are some people that believe that Darlie is 100% guilty and Ryan just happens to fall in that side of the camp. And that's okay. I don't know if I'd say 100%. I would say... 51%. 51%. And since I had to pick between innocent and guilty, since 51% is higher than 49%. Well, then you're 100% in the guilt camp right now. Okay. You don't get to pick and choose. You're 100% in the guilt or 100% in the innocent. We don't have a middle camp. <laughs> all right, all right. You wishy-washy bitch. Whatever. <laughs> all right, callers, so there you have it. There was Season 6, Episode 4, Darlie Routier. Like we always say here, you are always in charge of your own mental health. So if you or anybody that you know is having a mental health crisis or suicidal thoughts, please have them call 988 or yourself call 988. Also, if you have any information about any of the cases that we've covered that may lead to possible conviction or innocence, 
please call Crime Stoppers USA at 1-800-222-TIPS or 1-800-222-8477. Thank you again, guys, so much for listening. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. Don't forget to follow us on the socials at facebook.com slash callusdead. Follow us on TikTok at callusdead, where you can see some fun videos of us, or better yet, the fat cat Jakaris, Emma and Regina, the itty-bitty sugar gliders, or of course, those perfect pooches, Lola and Bailey. Or email us at callusdead at yahoo.com to tell us what you thought about the case, ask some questions, suggest some cases, or just to say hi. Also, if any of you callers would like us to give a shout-out or message to someone you know, let us know. But until then, remember to stay strong, do everything with love, know there is always hope, and in case you forget, you can always call call us when when you're you're dead. dead.